Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is officially number episode 264, back on the no doubt about it episode numbering groove. Ah, uh, Fast and Furious, last 12. <laughs> God damn it. I was so proud that I wasn't going to mess it up because, like, you know, Montez, we did a bonus episode. We did Christine. Oh, yeah. So, like, in one place, it's one number. and one place, is another number. I'm like, I don't know what to call this. And now here I am so excited. The one thing's no longer an issue. And I turn something that should be a slam dunk into an issue. Fast and Furious Lab 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And this episode's brought to you by Jasper Engines and Transmissions. And their remanufactured diesel engines have new parts, but same model. Jasper provides you with more than just a remanufactured diesel engine. They provide confidence. Shout out to Jasper. Well, shout out to Jasper. Shout out to the new model, original parts. And welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever with us tonight. I got to give her props on the show because shout out to... What? We're going to lead into it. Cassie Wilson, Ben Millen, and Nick <laughs> Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Ooh. Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato <gasps> DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, and our very own Leo and Santos, Mike Gallier, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. The cousins coming in strong here. Yes. Patreon supporters. Yes. I also just realized, Montez, we did not make you watch Los Bondoleros. You're going to do that before the next episode. Did you know that there is a 30-minute Vin Diesel-directed short it's film? It's not 30. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Minute. I've watched it. You have? Oh. Okay, good. That's all that matters. But welcome, Montez. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, just want to say family. Yes. And especially thank you for, you know, enrolling, enlisting your family in giving us the monthly donation. That was very kind of you and him. Yes, yes. Mostly you, I think, but uh, also him. But, you know, a little <laughs> bit of here, a little bit of there. Uh, you're, you're most welcome. Anything I can do to uh, help out the family. It's appreciated. The thing you can do to help out the family, we have a couple either or questions before we talk about the movie. We've got some either or questions before we talk about Fast and Furious number four, before we get into any of that. Are you, oh, actually, there's only one. There's only one question, Montez. A very easy one. Are you ready for this? Yep. Ready. And I think I know the answer. Are you more fast or furious? Uh, I'm going to say today I'm a little furious. I would say Why? you're normally a little furious. Work days. Yeah, I think, I think that's work accurate. Work days, you're normally a little furious. I think that's accurate. That's fair. Okay. That makes sense. When would you define yourself as fast? What times, what points in your life would you say you are fast? Chasing a toddler. Yeah, yeah. I've mm-hmm. never run faster than when my kid's like, hey, mom, watch this. <laughs> On top of like a countertop or something. Hey, watch this. Holding a knife. Yep, watch pretty much. This. Hey, mom, what's this? And it's a screwdriver and he's like about to run down the wall with it. Yeah, that happens. Makes very, sense. very, very exciting. Well, you are furious tonight. Hopefully we make you fast and furious and family. What what so you had seen this movie before, is that correct? I had, yeah. When was the first is this another one you've seen in theaters? Do you watch this with your cousin? Where was the first time you see this? Do you remember when you saw this first? I don't remember when I saw this first. Probably uh shout out Netflix D V D. Cool. Yep, still still um, a customer, right? Yeah, yeah, you know it. Uh always That's and forever. Amazing. 
that they still do this. That's I, I'm very and you have children, so that's like the most dangerous way to to play media is with like rental DVDs. Oh, but they don't care. It's just like it's scratch. It doesn't work. They're like, all right, send it back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Th- they really don't care. Um, they're like, thank you for remembering that we exist. Yeah. We appreciate your business. Yeah. Here's another DVD. Uh, so I probably rented it. I'm sure that I could look it up on Netflix and it would tell me exactly when I rented it the first time. But I did not see it in the theater. I do not remember who I watched it with originally, but I know that I have watched it a few times okay. um, in the past few years with Michael. So he is the reason why I've seen this multiple times in the past few years. Cool. Well, speaking of seeing things multiple times, before we talk about this movie, we have a new segment. We don't have an official title for it yet. I think we're kicking around. Joe had some ideas, maybe the Montez Minute. But Montez, this was an idea from your cousin. I want you, without notes, to fill us in. Where are we in the Fast and Furious? Recap the first two movies for us, please. Oh fuck! I, I no, no, just off the top of your head, no planning. It's, it's okay. It's, it's just I knew like, this it's was like, coming. What do you too. remember? I will All say right. that no planning, but you're going to do this every episode from here on out. So, All right. no notes. I'm going to trust you. Just like you. quick, just like just overview, general, yeah. okay. like big, okay, okay. big concept stuff. What do you? What do you tell us? What you think the story's about? What so do you far? remember from the first two movies? What if if somebody's like, oh, I've never seen the first two. I want to watch this one with you tonight. You're like, okay, here's what you need to know. No, like we're like we're sitting down. Yeah, we're sitting down. <laughs> we're about to click play, and you're like. Fill me in up till now with, like, give me, like, the Tilder version of it. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, okay, so um, we meet Brian. I keep calling him Brian Spilner. We meet Brian, and he is a low-level, horrible, terrible cop. I don't know how he passed his uh, his cop exam. Okay. Whatever, whatever that's called. Uh, but he is trying to infiltrate some... Some guys who are running uh, hot DVD players. Okay. And okay. He, he runs into Dom, who he ultimately secretly falls in love with. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's it's a bromance for the ages. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, he also falls in love with Dom's little sister, or it could just be, you know, a front so that, you know, she's, she's the buffer there between the two of them, and maybe she's the only reason... He can stay around Dom. So the movie's a uh, rom-com. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's more of a a, 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 a romance drama. Um, I mean, there are some funny points, but it's not very it's not very funny. Uh, it's more more serious, kind of um, <laughs> you know brooding. Yeah. So um, you know, throughout throughout it all, you know, Brian and Dom they become close. Some some background people die. Um, not fair to fi- them, but that's okay. Okay, not not fair to them. We find out that uh, Vince doesn't know how to read. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, at the end, you know, um, Brian ends up letting Dom go because he loves him so much. He just can't see him going to jail. Uh, so that's the first movie. Okay. In the second movie, somehow Brian is still a cop. Really don't know what they're thinking. Maybe they're just understaffed, and they need to keep him on payroll. <laughs> okay, they gotta, they gotta have bodies, you know. So uh, then he meets up with his friend uh, Roman, who is always hungry because he was previously in jail. Apparently, they didn't feed him in jail, so he is constantly hungry and he wants something to eat. Uh, they meet up with this really just bland bad guy who doesn't really do anything. 
Okay. There's also this female cop who is sleeping with this said bland bad guy and also starts sleeping with Brian and for some reason because the bad guy is so bland he doesn't actually murder her because that's what real bad guys would do if they found out their woman was cheating on them they'd you know blow her head off Mm -hmm. cut her head off something you know Henry VIII style sure yeah anyway they bring down the bad guy they get some money because their pockets ain't empty because they're they're still hungry so they go and get something to eat and then we move into the third movie. I wish we made Heather Antos do this because she would get that so mad yeah. so fast. Montez, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. It was perfect. <laughs> that was exactly what we needed. Okay. Should you do should you do full recap every time or should it be like just recap of the last one? So I think I oh man, I, I think I, recap I think was, of the last one's better. I think it was on Real Bad, the show that ran for a hundred episodes on our network about like it was basically how does it get made similar where it was, you know, watching bad movies and doing like, you know, critical analysis of it. And I think by the end they did like a sixty second plot recap. So maybe we have to clock it, be like, all right, Montez, you got sixty seconds per movie. Because I think okay. you did about it was about three minutes maybe total for the two, which is not bad. That's, okay. that's, pretty, that's quick. That was good. good. It was concise, yeah. But I think having a, a maybe a minute per movie or maybe a minute to, to do all three movies, Oof. this could be – we could get things – we could make it really three good. will be, be rowdy. That's, that's a little too much. I want, by the end, you have to recap nine movies in a minute. All right, okay. so it's family. Uh, family. Yes, that's Fam- it. Fair. <laughs> okay. Family, Brazil, Snapple, Corona, the end. P- pretty much. I think you summed up the whole fr- franchise with – that right there so montez the the question on everyone's mind did you take notes on this movie in your same four quadrant fashion oh god yeah i i added a quadrant oh what's it's the fifth, five what's the quadrants quadrant? did, did it's, it make it's, like a star it's five now is it a quintrant because quadrant implies four so you're what's right a five? you're right well, it's really just a it's really just Pen-trent a list sounds good it's, a it's list. really just like okay. a, okay. a block a, like a blocked out list it's like a block okay uh, the last one is who gets the fuck. Do you remember? So oh. you, you caught who got the fuck. I did. Joe, do you remember? Because we talked about this. I, I, I forgot it. We mentioned it last lap because I remembered it last lap. Do you remember who gets the fuck? No, I don't. I really don't. If I say I the was line. on something else. And I, I saw something in the movie this time that I was watching it and I couldn't unsee it. And then like my brain just like went there, spiraled through the whole movie. But if I say the line is get in the fucking car, let's go. Does that help? Not really. Montez, hit him with it. Who has? Who gets the fuck? Brian. Yeah. Get in the fucking car. Let's go. When does he say it? After the explosion. Okay. He's saying okay. to Dom, let's go, let's go. And Dom's not moving, says, get in the fucking car, let's go. And then, you know, they escape Dom's scene of vengeance. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that that's in your brain now, Montez. I mean, that doesn't apply just to these movies. It applies to any PG-13 movie. Yeah, sure does. It could be uh, like when- that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where it's just like you point at the TV, like, there it is. He said it. He said the thing. Oh, yep. yeah, that's a good one, yeah. So I actually went and saw Black Adam twice. Oh, you, that's twice, twice already? Twice. We have collectively seen it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I've seen it twice, and I the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, all right, who's going to get the fuck? Does somebody get the fuck? Nobody gets the fuck. Ah, it's, that's, the, that's, that's the superhero way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, I'm going to watch that when it's on HBO Max in December, probably, but... We'll get there when we get there. But Montez, what did you think of Fast and Furious number four, 2009? The hard reset, not hard reset, but like the reboot, the requel, new 
model, original parts. We no, skipped Tokyo Drift. We'll get back to that parts, eventually. Same model. It's a refurbished engine. Yeah. Listen, man. I got a lot of questions. Yeah. Please hit but, us. But like I like I texted you, you you wouldn't believe my notes if I showed them to you. There's nothing in the hate block. You love this really. Movie. That's I can't, a I, wild take. Go I ahead. Okay. I couldn't believe it. Is this your favorite of the three so far? I think this is the favorite of my three so far. So it goes four one two. Yep. Okay. Fascinating. Yep. What do you love about it? Um, the the whole thing. Wow, wow. Montez, okay. we converted you already. Tone, tone, characters, storyline, everything. Wow. Okay. I, cool. I had I had no problems. The the only the only qu- I, all right. These are these are my questions. Yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah. This is fascinating. I know. I'm shocked because <laughs> you. I, I mean, I know you listened, but the history is that this is like. Arguably one of the worst ones. Uh, this is one I will say that this is one I like more each time. Like this is the one that has progressed the most for me. But I think consensus-wise, this is usually in the bottom third. If not because people don't like it, it's just that the other people like the other ones more. So yes, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to put above other things. One. If yeah, you love this one, I am very. I feel I'm feeling very good for the rest of the run. Same. Yeah, I feel like we're uh, we're we're trending upwards here. Nice. Uh, so, you know, my questions are, what happened to the cafe? What's happening to the cafe? You still want to know. know. You still want to know. I still want to know. know. The, the people still want to know. Toretto's market and cafe is, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just boarded. Maybe it's just locked. You have like the chain on the door, like a really bad sign. I, I will say I mean? because, because I did listen to hundreds of episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was hundreds. I listened to a lot of episodes. More than a hundred. I did while I was watching. I was like, guys, it's the necklace. And then I, you know, I now everybody's going to when we keep watching them, they're going to try and track the necklace. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my other question is, um, where does Dom get his Witcher powers of of being able to show up to the scene and just recreate the scene? Oh, so you call that Witcher powers. We've been calling it, uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes or Boondock Saints. Yeah. Big Boondock Saints feel to me. I don't know, but he does that in Triple X too, where he's also like not Triple X two, but Triple X as well, where it's like he is able to go to a place. And but he doesn't have like exactly. the memory. You don't see inside his vision. No, but he has. But he like, has the, the ability. He's a detective. He is okay, a detective. So, so this is Vin Diesel's personal superpower that he is just putting into the movies. Yes, but we only see it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It never comes back. It only exists in four in this scene. I okay. I cannot keep up with all of these fucking just one offs that like we keep introducing and then we're not closing what? the loop here. Like if he's never going to have these superpowers again, then what was he, the point? Well, he has different ones. You just don't see into his brain while he he deconstructs a former crime okay, scene okay, okay. that plays out live into his head. And I mean, he's a better detective than Brian will ever be. Well, so here's here's True. a point. Here's a counterpoint. Like for a while, Montez, we were asking guests. You might remember: Is Brian a good cop or bad cop? And then we're like, ACAB, all cops are bad cops. Let's not talk yeah, about yeah, this exactly. anymore. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not what the B stands for, but you know, just cleaning it up for the kids. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So in this movie, the DOJ's been tracking Braga for two years. They've sent three feds after him. They've all returned in a body bag. Brian is successful. I'm wondering if he is a good cop after all. 
or if he's just good by comparison, which again, you know, is a thing that we've talked about before. And I'm also wondering to that point, if one of those three people they've sent after Braga, if they're counting Letty, or if Letty's just another death on the tally, because like, as far as we know, Letty is dead. Letty was, you know, undercover trying to bring down Braga to help Dom. Yeah, I got lots of things about this, but I think Brian is a good cop by comparison, only because everyone else is terrible, but he's yeah. also a terrible cop. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, so. I agree. Everyone's just mediocre. They're all just doing the bare minimum. Yeah, kind of feels like that. Do you think Montez, Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel, Mark Sinclair, likes the Dominican Republic as much as he does because the word Dominic <laughs> is in the title, is in the name of the country? <laughs> You know, I feel like he feels obligated to. Uh, I don't know that he he loves it as much as we would think he would because it's in the name. I think he just feels obligated to love it that much. Because I don't think we canonically know where he's from, right, Joe? Like, we don't know even if he's supposed to be Latino. We don't know if he's Italian. We don't know what he is. We talked about this with Brian a lot. That he, I think that he likes to be racially ambiguous. All things to all people. Yeah, and I think that's like, you know, it always reminds me of, what was it, um, Parks and Rec, when, like, um, she always refers to the one lady, she's like, oh, you racially ambiguous cutie, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what's her name, Rashida? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah, she always refers to Rashida Jones as, like, she doesn't know what she is. I think that Dom pictures himself as Rashida Jones. Mark Sinclair pictures himself. A what? wild comparison, and I'm 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 here I'm here for it. As the kids say, I'm here do you for know it. what I'm? No, but you, yes, yes, you get what I'm saying. He doesn't imagine himself as Rashida. He just like imagines himself as like as as I'm a citizen of the world. That's how Dom is envisioning himself. He's like you know like I I am part of the family, the global family. Because I've looked up his family lineage on Wiki multiple times, and it's just like. Everything. He either doesn't know yeah. or he won't say. And it's just like his dad's no, but I thought it was or whatever. Also, it's like it's, yeah. it's it's everything. It's a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of mystery, and that's fine. So he's just like, yeah, man, like I'm just kind of amorphous here. Like anything goes. Montez, what do you think of the Dom versus Brian storyline? Because they I this time I was like, it's weird that Brian's not in the there's no reason for Brian to be in the opening scene, but I'm watching this opening scene like it should Brian should be here, but obviously he shouldn't. But you know, we once again have Brian and Dom on opposite sides of the law. What do you think of that in comparison to the first movie? Um, I mean, I found it interesting the way that... So if you if you watch the way that we are watching, so this one after the second movie. Yes. And Brian's interaction with Roman in that movie versus Brian's interaction with Dom in this movie. Brian's lucky that Dom didn't kill him. Yeah. Just Just going to throw that out there. At any because, number of points in this movie. Yeah, right. So, you know, Brian should just be counting his lucky stars that he has a job, that he can eat whenever he wants to, and that he's not getting murdered. Yeah. Because he is crossing a lot of people, and his his main ability here is just the fact that he can fucking stay alive. He's gainfully employed. Yeah. The man's stepping on landmines every every five minutes here. Peligros Minas. He, wait, wait. And we talked about this with uh, with a lot of people. But not only is he, like, still gainfully employed and stuff, he's failing up. So my yeah. question, is he 
Is this the FBI? I think this is just the DOJ because they have a thing on the wall. It's the DOJ. Oh, it's not just the FBI. just the DOJ. But I'm, I'm saying we, we've 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 historically referred to him as an FBI agent. I don't think he is. I think he's just. He, but he is a federal agent. He has failed upwards. I just want to clarify for the record. Yeah, he starts out as like a low level cop. Yep. Gets immediately promoted to undercover, mm-hmm. pretty much. Then. Let's a criminal go. They recruit him in a different state to also go undercover with the FBI. Yep. And then we wind up here, and he's in the DOJ. Like, yep. Yep. And he also didn't. Re- he stole money and like didn't really catch the criminal in the other one. He just drove his car onto his boat. Like it's not like he got caught him. He Listen, is a handsome white man. That's what happens. I really wish that I was a handsome white man because. Same. I'd love. I really do. <laughs> I'd love to get a promotion just by doing jack shit. Very, very true. I think about this for myself all the time. It's bullshit. If you were like a really handsome white woman, you could be a pharmaceutical sales rep, and you could do this exact same thing. That was a unprompted shot at pharmaceutical sales reps. No, no, no. <laughs> They're hired for their looks, and that's what that. I mean. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I like. There's no offense to that, but if you were a very beautiful woman you could do the exact same thing a friend of mine used to be a pharmaceutical sales rep and she was she uh, gorgeous she and she's a blonde yeah there you go nailed it one of the guys in my fancy baseball league used to do that and he is also like he is the closest thing we have to a beautiful blonde woman he's just a very like he's he's a very good looking dude just like yeah i get it now he is like on the other side not on the other side of that but like he's still in that field but not selling because he's like it was terrible like it just it's it's soul crushing but exactly uh, yeah uh, Montez, what else in your notes? What else do you love other than all of it? That's literally all I have. Oh, okay. What 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 other notes did you take? Other you have other questions? There's nothing in hate. We answered the questions. You did the love. I've I yeah. have I have a thought. Can I interject a thought mm-hmm, while mm-hmm, we while we mm-hmm, think about mm-hmm. this? We might have gone over this before, Joey. And if we did, I'm very sorry. We're deep into this experiment. We almost certainly have. But yes, please. We go almost for it. certainly have. <laughs> the apartment building that they. The Dom goes into to find David Park. That absolutely cannot be the exact same building that Dom parks the car and walks out of in the first movie, right? Because they look almost identical. You think he like parked? You mean when he, when Brian the picks him up garage. after the race? Yeah, like the parking garage when Dom drives up the side, okay? That would be so funny if he parks the car in the first movie, Brian picks him up, the whole first movie plays out. He's like, I left a car somewhere. And then he comes back five years later and just, like, leaves from that car. That would be great. No, 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 not that. Not like he – because he has the the Mazda again later in the movie, like in the first movie. Okay. I'm just saying I think that building, like the way it's shot and like the corner of it, and it's also – because I remember from the minute, and it just clicked in my brain when I was watching it this time, that like I remember from the minute that it was kind of like a like a – a five and ten kind of store, you know what I mean? Like a like a mixed discount kind of bullshit store. It looked like a like a like a not a chain dollar general type situation. And this also was called like discount whatever. And it's like five years, you know, seven, eight years in real time later, it looks like it could actually be the same building. And like David Park lives above, like in the apartment building that essentially Dom parks the car into in the first one with like the red jacket, brown jacket type situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that. I think we will get to that when we get to that in roughly nine years. 
Yeah. We have I way slowed so down too. the minute. Um, I just did the math in my head. I think it's about nine years out. So just keep that in mind. Or if you want to take the ambition the next time we do this in, you know, six months or whatever, see if you can find that Google Maps. Because, like, you probably have the Google Maps from the first one, I would imagine. I do. Right? I do. Yeah. I think so. I so. do think so. Montez, what would you say is the most Dom moment in this movie? Um, When he decides to take matters into his own hands and find out what happened to Letty. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- the, like specific, like the all of it, because I have like you know dangling David Park out the window, not holding anything back, doing the the engine block in the garage, all of that. Just the initiative he takes to avenge his fallen lover. Yep. I think I got one. Yeah. What's 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 yours? I think my most dom moment is when he describes his perfect woman uh-huh. to Gal Gadot, yep. and she says like That's not me," and he's like, "I know it isn't." That seems like a very dumb moment. He's like so still into Letty that he describes her to another beautiful woman mm-hmm. and then was like, nope, it's definitely not you. I'm talking about the one that I like. I love when she's like, when I asked for your phone number, I wish you called. It was just under different. I hope it was under different circumstances because now like he's, you know, killed most of his guys. Right. So just like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, Montez, I said it on here. You might have you might have heard it back, you know, ages ago when you were catching up. But I had that quote on a dating profile under like my ideal woman, um, <laughs> and one person, like this really really attractive girl, like responded to it. I was just like, oh my god, this is it! I found my Mia, and she's like, I hate New Jersey. I can't wait to leave. And I was I had like closed on my house like two months before. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am here for the long haul, so I guess this isn't gonna work. But if you want to hang out, and then she just, you know, we didn't, but. Uh, it worked for one person ever, so you know. I'm hey, just you for my know, Mia. there, there's got to be another one out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe Gal Gadot. I don't know. I was trying to find things about Gal Gadot in this movie, and like, I didn't find like for the for the Twitter game later, and like, people are not really tweeting about Gal Gadot, and I think she's like she's no longer in people's consciousness for these movies anymore. I think she's like Wonder just Woman. Wonder she's Woman this, only. You know? Oh, yeah. that sucks. Okay. It's weird. Or, you know, people like, you know, she posts a picture of herself smiling. And I saw one guy was just like, I remember when I first saw that smile in Fast and Furious. I was just like, oh, boy, this is creepy. But, you know, that's dudes on the Internet. Uh, so, Joe, yours is the 20% angel, 80% devil speech? I think so. I, no, but I mean, not even the speech. It's the context of him saying sure. it to Gal and then being like, not you. That's the most on moment for me. I think so. I have one. I, I have. I, I'm going to get to my actual one. The one non dom thing that I have as most dom moment is Brian smashing Stasiak's face into the wall, a la Kenny Linder, when Ooh, you know Dom yeah, known for flying yeah, off yeah, the yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah. That's just excellent. like using excellent, violence excellent. when he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I also think the on, an honorable mention is waiting until exactly the right time to go under the oil tanker in the opening scene, and also sort of a preamble to Montez is, but like pushing Letty away to quote unquote protect her, like being like, I know better. I think this is the right thing to do. And she's like, no, like I'm here for you. Remember ride or die. And he's like, no, you need to. And then she goes and dies. Right. So, but I think the most Dom moment, I think the most, the the quiet rage, the confidence, the power, the ability is when he gets shot in the shoulder after the car explodes and then turns around and slowly walks over to the guy and beats the ever-loving piss out of him. It's just like, you can't, oh, like, yeah. I'm a superhero. You can't yeah. take me down. And I just, you know, I love that for him. I get that, yeah. Also, that calling Brian sense. a buster twice is pretty dumb, too. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I found a connection here between not, it's kind of actors, it's kind of characters. I don't think there's an actual connection. 
I was hoping there would be. There's too many pieces for it to not be connected, but I just think, I don't think it actually is. Are you guys ready for my revelation from this movie? Please, I shared mine. Share yours. So I know it's a common last name, but one of the other racers, you know, you know when they're in that, like, they might be, like, in a, a tractor trailer or something, like, the four of them are in their cars, like, being toted around by Braga, like, leading up to the heist, like, before the car explosion, they're, like, in the back, and they're talking to the other two racers there. Yeah, 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 okay. One of those guys, I'm like, that guy kind of looks like Tego, and I looked him up, and he also has a last name Calderon, because Tego's last name is Calderon, and I'm like, oh, that's weird, but I'm like, that's kind of a common last name, like, there's been basketball players, there's baseball players, you know, Calderon, not, a, not an uncommon last name, but they were both, both of those actors were born in the same city in Puerto Rico within three years, and they both moved to Florida as young children to, like, live a better life. They're within three years of each other. So, like, it's this really, really weird two actors who both wound up in this movie with the same last name from the same hometown, made the same journey, both got into entertainment, but they're not related. Weird. That's very, very weird. And they're so, like, in real life, they have a connection. And then in the movies, they have the same last name, which is, like... Well, no, the actor's last name. I don't know what the other actor... Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. So these fuckers might be cousins, dude. So I looked, because Tega was the bigger name, right? Because he's like a he's a musician of note in the... Yeah, in yeah, Puerto yeah, Rico, yeah, 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 whatever. And so I looked on the other guy's wiki, I'm just like, Tego? And, like, he's not there. So, like, you would think it's like, oh, his cousin is Tego Calderon, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, I didn't see him there. But I was just like, nah. this is so weird that there's so many similarities, but again, maybe there's like a thousand guys that were born in the 70s with last name Calderon who moved to Florida, and like a hundred of them are, in, are actors, but it's it's still the comparisons, the connection kind of blew my mind. Yeah, that is crazy. I, they gotta be related. I mean, like, this could be one of these things that like, um, Nick Cage doesn't flaunt that he's related to what's his name, right? That's why he changed oh, the his Coppolas. name. The Coppolas, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it could be kind of one of those things, like, where he's like, oh, yeah, like, I want to mi- I want to carve my own path or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. And, like, you might have figured out that they're, like, cousins. But, like, if you're from, like, the same city, like, both kind of left and shit, like, I got to imagine that they probably are related, right? Yeah, so Wilmer Calderon plays Tash, T-A-S-H. He's still in a bunch of stuff, but he's born in Santurce, S-A-N-T-U-R-C-E, Puerto Rico. Now he doesn't as much look like him, but I'm going to send this to you on Twitter. Okay, This is the guy's IMDb. I was just like, this guy kind of, like, there's, like, one shot where I'm like, he kind of looks like, is is he supposed to be? I'm like, oh, his last name is Calderon. Oh, oh, that's weird. And so... He's kind of, like, an interestingly handsome dude, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you saw him, he's, like, he's, like, you know, like, lusty dad type, type situation, Montez, how do you feel about this guy? Do you find him mildly attractive or no? Hold on. I'm having technical difficulties. While that loads, I will ask you a question you don't need any tech for. What do you think of a movie where a character has a foot fetish? And it's like very open about it. You into that? Uh, not, yeah. not, into, not into the foot fetish, but into watching movies that, you know, promote foot fetishism. Um, you know, if I can get paid to send people pictures of my feet, I would do it. You can. That's the problem with this, is that you absolutely could. That uh, is just it, how it works. It made me laugh a whole lot to um to watch to watch the foot fetish. And uh, no, I do not find this man even mildly attractive. Oh, really? Poor, poor Wilmer. Okay. I hope you're not listening, Wilmer. 
Sorry, oh, sorry. Wait, so Montez, when you first saw this movie, you had already seen Tokyo Drift, I would assume? I thought you yeah. were gonna say you already had a foot fetish. You already had a foot fetish. Um, I don't like I don't like feet. You oh you're you're an anti filter. Don't footer. don't t- don't touch don't touch my feet. Don't touch me with feet. I've unless... never talked about this with Joey. Are you like uh, Joey? How do you feel? Because I'm kind of indifferent. No, I think like, we have I, talked about this, and I think we talked about this on the podcast in the last month or two. Really? No, I was asking you specifically. Not like I think I might have asked you like if you had a foot fetish, but with Montez <laughs> saying that she definitely hates feet. I'm no, just no, kind no, of no, indifferent no. Like, about them. I, I'm, I'm indifferent to them. My, my take on the foot fetish thing is that, like, I don't want to, you know, do you. talk shit about anything. But like, that's what I'm saying. Do what, you? I'm not going to yuck your yum. If you're into I feet, I don't get it. But I don't besmirch. Like, if somebody likes them, just like cool. Uh, I just. But don't you're understand. also not like you're yeah. also not like ooh, feet are gross. Because there's people that are like, I never want to see a foot. It creeps no, me out. No. I don't feel one way or the other. It's just like, it's just a foot to me. I mean, like, if you take a... care of your feet, show them off to the world. Go for it. But like, if you're, you know, there's gross feet, there's gross anything out there. There's gross feet. Exactly. Item. That's how I feel too. Like, on there. Yeah. Like I'm not like, but also I'm like, I'm not trying to suck toes and I'm also trying to like, I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, every foot is gross. So like, it, yeah, I'm kind of just like, meh, whatever. Sorry. We got deep into no, that No, no, no. That's, but fine. that's I was, fine. I was trying to find out more about Joey. Thank you. Uh, so, Montez, when you saw this the first time, you'd already seen Tokyo Drift. Is that correct? Yes. Were you confused or surprised when all of a sudden uh, Han is in this movie? No. You just were like, no, this is this is totally normal. Uh, because I wasn't even pay- I probably wasn't even paying attention to the fact that because it had been so long since I like between the two mm, that okay. I probably like hadn't paid attention to the fact that he was not supposed to be there, but he was there. Because they don't address it. They don't talk about it. They don't explain yeah. it. They just say, he's here He now. shows up. He's just there. It's wild. It's so weird. They it's never a... really address it until... No, they never really address it. Like, they, they kind of, At like, all. frame some not things around and, like, recalculate and recontextualize some things. But they're not, like... Remember that that you know going to Tokyo like at the end you know what it's it's wild like it's it's like it's obvious but it's weird. Yeah, it, it I mean it just goes back to the fact that it's a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to explain it. You're right. That's Yeah, I mean we've talked about it as a, in the context of it being a soap opera before, but really the the dying and coming back to life is what like solidifies it. Because we've done the evil twin thing somewhat in yeah. Fast and Furious 6, and also Dom going evil in Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Um, we've got love triangles. We've got forbidden romances. We've got secret weddings. Spoilers. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that are hallmarks of the genre that these that this really just leans into. So, you know what's one thing I loved and I feel like we get away from because, number one, there's not really races anymore, but I love the race through L.A. traffic. I think that's so cool. We so rarely get it. Um, it's Most of the races are just like, you know, it's race wars. They close off the streets. It's just those or whatever. But I feel like here, seeing them race through the streets of L.A. with a GPS race where Dom barely beats Brian because he cheat, quote unquote, cheats or whatever. But I thought so, it's so cool. Like we only I think this might be the only one until maybe and it's not even like a race race but like Rio? when dom chases mm, you mean the cop car chase yeah that's what i'm saying like and that's not well it's like that's like the middle of the night and no one's around the they, only thing i, I can mean, think like, about is is in seven when dom chases after deckard but it's not really a race it's a chase like this is a race like this is a this is like a, a set piece yeah 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 that's true and i just that's think it's true. so cool 
I agree. Yeah, I like it. I also like the other race with the. Yeah, I mean this race. Like I like I like this race a lot. We get another one that's kind of like what's the. Uh, they're all starting to blend again, but like, the race through the streets with the flip car, like maybe the next one well, kind of feels. That's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one feels kind of similar too, because it's like kind of through traffic. And that's also that's a chase though too. They're it's they're going after yeah. them after the heist. Yeah. Yeah. Montez, you have a favorite action scene from any of these first three movies so far? Uh, I mean, because like, the like the... We're, we're going from, as you know, from the car movies to the action movies. So like the action's yeah. going to get bigger and bolder and mass and faster and more furious. But yeah, is there something that stands out to you in terms of like a car thing that you think is really cool? I mean, the race that you were explaining, I, I did really enjoy the race. Um, I used to play a lot of need for speed and gran turismo back in yeah the day, so yeah oh yeah that was i like that well because i think that's like well so you know like I, I mostly play forza like motorsport and forza horizon and like there's a difference like most of them are enclosed tracks but every once in a while in horizon specifically you're like doing like a like a, a street race like at night and like you're dealing with other cars and stuff and she's like this is like a different thing um yeah. it's just a cool difference there that i liked yeah it is it is nice to see that as opposed to the you know, the just drag racing in the others, it feels yeah. like. You, you know what I noticed? And this is something, Montez, have you seen Hobbs and Shaw or not yet? I have. Okay. So, you know, one of The Rock's main things as a personality is his cheat days. He loves posting his cheat day pictures on Instagram and being like, look at all the food I'm eating. Yep. Um, in Hobbs and Shaw, when they're at the diner, him and his daughter, you know, he gets the huge buffet breakfast spread. And they go, cheat day goes, cheat day. The words cheat day are also in this movie, too. That, like, what? What? Brian's assistant or whoever that woman is, the other woman he works with, is yep. like, he's in a bad mood. Yesterday was his cheat day. Today someone brought in donuts. And I'm just like, I can't yes, believe that right. two of these movies, separated by a decade, use the words cheat day. Like, before well, The Rock, like I know, but before The Rock, like, brought it to because he's The Rock, they were talking about cheat day. It's just like, oh, okay, fascinating. Yeah, true. Very true. Back in the days of uh, Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig. Yeah. Those, no, those no, no, no. Atkins. Points. Oh, Atkins. Atkins. Yeah, yeah. Or what was it? The L.A. Diet? What was the other one? They're was so it the many. L.A. Diet? I think Medi- that's one. Mediterranean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The Eating Plan That Raises Your Metabolism to Lose Fat Forever. That's a book from 1988 about the L.A. Diet. Yeah, the L.A. Diet was a big thing. I love fad diets, man. The the idea of them and the culture of them. If so, okay. Add this to the list of things that like if Joe had tons of money and any motivation and any talent and will to continue a project, I would like to study um all of the fad diets and make like a nice documentary about like the evolution of fad diets. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you start out with like um like uh, aerobics. I mean, like that's not like a diet, but like you know what I mean? Like in like Richard Simmons, and then like you lead into like Atkins, and then L.A. Diet, and like Weight Watchers, like because that was like a big thing. And then you got like yeah, all these things. Like I would I would love to follow that and make like a nice like two hour documentary and be like, and now we're at keto, and like that's what you got. No, I'd watch the it. Movie. Right? Like it, I think it would be fun. I'd watch it. Yeah. While I ate McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, That's also totally Super Size Me. Super Size Me is definitely I was gonna say, be super like, size me. at least mentioned in the doc. Yeah. 
that's more concise, but like this would have to be like a history of things. But yes, I agree. I like I watched all of those. I, I like I've watched a ton of food documentaries back in the day, just because like I find them also fascinating. So I like documentaries, but yeah. This time around, back on topic here, please. Sorry, thank sorry. You. I noticed a huge goof. There wasn't. There was a moment in this podcast where I'm like, "Joe, you're Mr. Goof. I want you to find a goof in every movie we do." And then I think it happened once, and then that was it. But I found I'm What's I'm embodying goof? Mr. Goof. So when Brian, Mia, and Dom are having dinner, and Dom goes in the other room and he finds Letty's phone and he calls Brian, and the phone rings and he's just like, "Oh my god!" and he beats the shit out of Brian. When yes. Brian picks the phone up and shows that Letty is calling him, there is the bell with a slash through it, like the phone is on silent. Ah. Very clearly <laughs> and prominently on the display, it's like, this phone's on silent, but like it's still ringing. So Brian was a good dinner guest. He had his phone on silent, um, yet somehow it still rang through. And yeah, because like the whole point of that is just like Dom hears it ring in the other room, but the phone's on silent, man. So my phone's always on silent. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe too, she was right? a favorite, yeah. so that uh, you know the emergency went through. He was just in the future, like the do not disturb, but like you can call through if he's in your favorites. Yep. Miss Montez, is your is your phone always on silent, or do you have vibration on, or do you have sounds on? My phone is usually always on uh, silent. However, um, the caveat here is that. I am constantly losing my phone. So you just had to ping it from your computer, and it boop, 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 boop. Well, one day I found it, um, after three hours, I found it face up in my backyard. Um, and the only what? reason I found it was because I was upstairs looking out of the window to my backyard, and uh, I was Explain asking, this to me, though. How was it outside? Do you have, because children, or because Yeah, my, my son and I were playing in the yard. My husband was out of town. My son and I were playing in the backyard, and... Um, it fell out of my pocket uh, okay. because women's pockets aren't, aren't deep enough. Yeah. We don't, I mean like so. as men, we, we, perp- we've been plotting for years. There's a secret Facebook group that we yeah. just sort of like make women's pockets smaller or none. Yeah. And uh, we've been working on it for, I mean like you guys have been buying this shit for decades. At this Fuck, point. It's fucking horse shit. Um, I know. I wish I was a man so I could get promoted uh, doing nothing. And I wish that I had deeper <laughs> pockets so I wouldn't lose my phone. So the nicest thing about the Apple Watch is that there's a button on that you can ping your iPhone, and it's just like, oh, there that it makes is. Sense. It's, yeah. it's the best. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. I so, always like looking at women's pants and seeing these like really tiny pockets. I'm like, what the fuck are you supposed to put in those? It's like toddler pockets. Like, what the yeah. fuck is a toddler supposed to put in their pocket that's supposed to be in there? My son the other day came home with a pocket full of fucking rocks. Well, th- that's exactly where you're supposed to put in your pockets. He's smart. Yeah. That's when He's you're trying toddler, to weigh himself that's... down. So, man's not gonna get him. Pick him up. Nope. He's, yeah, he's trying to not get abducted, is what yeah, he was trying to exactly. do. He's trying to put some weights in his pockets. He's he knows good. what he's doing. Yeah. Unless he gets thrown in the river, that he's going to sink. Uh... <laughs> Montez, are you about to throw your kid in the river? Is that what you're, is that what you're admitting here on the podcast? Yeah, jeez. So, sometimes I want to. And any parent that's out there that's, parent. that says they don't want to, they're fucking lying. Yeah, I'm sure. My, I mean, I'd go, I, in, I, I'd go in and get him. <laughs> Afterwards, I'll let him flounder for a bit, but... Hope he learns his lesson. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, my mom would have have definitely thrown me in a river. She would have probably laughed at me trying to get out of the river for a while, too, and then been like, okay, I'll get you. Yeah, I want to go back to the phone thing, because I I hope that Michael is going to listen to this episode. So, uh, we went to see Man of Steel 
Speaking of phones being on silent. Speaking of Black Adam. Okay. Speaking of Superman. Yeah. Spoilies. uh, Henry Cavill was on Instagram the next day confirming. It's just like, dude, give people a chance to not see the movie. Right. Uh, So (laughs) everybody knows when you go to the movies, you turn your phone off. Sure. Yep. They tell you. Yeah, it literally says turn your phone off. So we're in the middle of watching Man of Steel. The theater is packed because it was opening weekend. Uh, it was one of the quietest parts in the whole movie, and my fucking mom's phone goes off, and it's Adele. Mom, it's Adele rolling in the deep, and my mom's floundering around in her like looking around, like whose phone is this? And I'm like, oh shit! And Michael and I are sitting there like dying laughing, and my mom like hands me her phone in the middle of the theater, and it's like for what? She didn't know how to turn it off. So Hashtag now, moms. so we have never let my mom live that down. So every every time we we go to do something, uh, we we make sure we bring that up. That's awesome. One time, I I don't think I've talked about this before, but one time Rachel and I were in a theater and we were seeing like, I don't know, like a scary movie, right? So it's like kind of dark, kind of quiet, and there's this guy. I don't think I've ever told Joey this before. And there's this guy sitting next to us. We always sit in the back row. I like sitting in the back row, not distracted, far away, nice view. And um, this guy next to us is like watching anime on his phone with headphones in. And I'm like, that's the only thing you shouldn't be doing here. He's he's watching something on his phone while he's in a movie, not listening to the movie. I'm like, just go, just go home then. Like, why are you doing this here? It made no sense. You got, when, when you got to anime, you got to anime. Maybe that's the only place that he can safely watch anime. In a crowded theater? Like, it was like opening, like, this was a packed, it was like opening night for this movie or something. And he's just like in the back, just like, yeah, like, fuck it. I'm not watching that. And he was also by himself, for sure. And the like, twist of the like, story is that this was hell or high water that you were seeing. You, were, you forgot what movie it was because you I were got so, so distracted. I got so distracted by this guy. And, and like, the brightness up, too. So, like, you know, he's, it's like yeah. glaring on his. Very distracting. My my fan. I've heard other people talk about this, but my fantasy in movie theaters is when people are being like annoyed that they're on their phone. They're just like, you know, brightness up or whatever. Just like next to you, like they don't give a shit. Like I want to like turn my phone on full brightness and just like angle it at their face. Oh, okay, okay. Better, better story. We were we were on a. Sorry, I I feel like going off the rails today. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean it's fine. Okay, Monta is out of notes, so we're just we're we're killing. Yeah, that's time. what I mean. We're killing. So. Okay, we're flying, and I don't know what we were doing. We were coming back maybe from, like, a beer trip, and it's, like, me, Zach, Matt, and Adam, and we're all on the same plane, okay? But we all have different seats. We bought them at different times, whatever. It's, like, a night flight, pretty much like a red eye, okay? And this guy, like, we sit down. They close all the things. They turn off all the lights so like, everybody can kind of go to sleep, and this guy clicks his fucking overhead lamp, okay? So he has it, and it's just glaring in this dark-ass plane, I look over and like everybody could see that like we could see this guy. So like I turn mine on and then Zach turns his on and then Adam turns his on and we have like all of these lights going in this plane that's pitch black because <laughs> we're just fucking with this one guy now and we're cackling and everybody else is like, why is this plane now completely illuminated for no reason? It's wonderful. Thank you. We turned them all. We turned ours off. He didn't because he, he's an asshole. Like we just did it to make each other laugh for like five minutes and then turned them off. But 
Love it. This guy just like kept his light on. He just was like, fuck everyone else is trying to sleep on this plane. I'm trying to read my magazine, not a tablet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Montez, any other notes? Any other thoughts? No, I don't have any other notes or thoughts. All right, and then let's play this Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on Elon Musk Presents Twitter.com. Oh, God. Did you pay your $8? By the way, I was thinking today, if we can get verified for $8 a month, I think we should do it. No, because I don't want to give him money. So here I was the the, t- the most... You're not giving him money. He's losing money on everything. Like, Twitter doesn't make that. any money. Tesla doesn't make any money. Like, he's about to go bankrupt. But yeah, I mean, he's like, still if... the wealthiest man in the world somehow, so... No, he's not. Like, he, I mean, like, no, he was. in theory... No, 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 in... he, he was. I don't understand <sighs> oh, how, but anyway. The, the top, when I opened up Twitter.com, Elon Musk presents Twitter.com, a.k.a. the Bird app... That somebody had retweeted someone Geraldine at everywhere is T just saying LOL what if we all block him and then she responded to herself saying he gets so mad and starts screaming at his footmen throwing powdered wigs and shit and then a couple of things down someone said they, they quote tweeted like a screen a screenshotted thing and it was this guy who just says I found a way to save $8 a month and he just writes his name Rob Denblaker and then in parentheses he just writes the word check mark. Um, and then somebody below him is talking about, you know, he puts a little rat next to his name, a rat emoji for hashtag rat verified. So people are finding other ways around to, you know, I'd rather have a little rat next to my name than a little uh, check mark, especially rat cop. Rat cop is on brand for too fast, I think, but I don't know. Anyway, long way to say we're back on Twitter.com. We are. Elon Musk presents Twitter.com. This is where we go on Twitter. Elon Musk presents Twitter.com. Find any tweet from anyone tweeting about the movies the actors, the genre, the franchise, whatever, and respond to them with a, que- oh, with a tweet saying, boy, do we have a podcast for you. So last episode, oh no. So I found hashtag Hayden or Jimmy Hayden hashtag at hashtag underscore Hayden, who since the last episode has gone private. So shout out so to he, us and shout so out to him. So you scared him. Okay. Don't remember what the original tweet was, but we said, Too Fast, Too Furious 2, Suki Returns with a Vengeance. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. It has two likes. Michael Moser, who is your new Wolves fan. It has, I I, I remember, and I, if you want to say no, I will accept the punishment because he what? went private. I think this guy liked it, and then he's gotten private so we can't see it. But I think I remember him liking it. I honestly don't remember. If you want the point for it, I have no qualms with that. If you if you feel like you remember it, we can do it on the honor because system. Because I'm looking but I don't now, remember. Because I also think you, maybe? Yeah, you also got, because, spoiler for the next one, you also got a point, and I think I remember that night. We both got a point. We're like, oh, cool. Um I, I'm I'm almost positive. So it's not a it's not a full-hearted, full point, but I, I think I, I think I got one. I think. Because you found... Star Wars only at Star Wars only. Would a pod racing series work in Star Wars? Would that interest you? Then Star Wars polls at Star Wars polls said, I'm not a big fan of Fast and Furious at all, TBH, but I'd pay a good lump sum to see Star Wars Tatooine Drift. And then I helped you with the response. Now this is pod drifting. You should give the FM franchise a Jedi's try, which was your nonsense phrase. Yes. Boy, of a podcast for you. And Michael Moser also liked that one. So did Star Wars polls. So I think based on the assist here and the honor system, Boy Scout, not trying to cheat the system, I think I'm going to get one point. So we each get one point from last time. That's totally fair. I like it. You're still up by 23 and a half. But Montez, trying to get you on the board here. 
Trying to get one point for Montez. <laughs> Montez, you found Ryan Ashbrook at Ryan Ashbrook, Too Fast, Too Furious, Home Alone 2, American Pie 2. All of these are superior films in the franchises. I will not be taking questions at the time. We said we also love Too Fast. What's your favorite in the franchise? Also, we have so many questions. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Montez, shut out again. Once again. Damn. Once again. That's yeah, all. Right. I, Joe, I watched today a documentary on YouTube from John Boyce, my, my favorite documentarian. Uh, Riding around secret, in John se- Boyce's car. What's that from? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Seinfeld when he buys John Voight's car. The oh, dentist. John Voight's car. Yes. Okay, yeah, you yes. said John Boyce and I said riding around. Okay. okay. I heard John Boyce and I'm just like, that? why does that sound familiar? Okay, yes. Yeah. But he does like Secret Base. He does SB Nation. He did like the History of the Seattle Mariners. But he did a couple that were Pittsburgh adjacent, but there was one. <laughs> what? Um, Tell me. Why didn't you share this earlier? Go ahead. Well, so one it was about how to score 10 runs in the first inning and lose. So back in the uh, 70s, the Pirate. No, that's not the 70s. The 80s, mid 80s, uh, the Pirates were up 10 nothing on the top of the first over the Phillies, and the Phillies wound up winning that game 15 to 11. Very Pirates. That's incredible. I love that. You might also know that because the announcer for the Pirates said, If we lose this game, I'll walk home to Pittsburgh. I'll and walk so, home to Pittsburgh from Philly. Mm-hmm. And so oh, in nice. the offseason, they did a charity event where he walked from Philly to Pittsburgh. The other one, though, was, and the reason I bring this up, the reason this is my, in my head was uh, this thing called Section One, where in the 70s, the Steelers traveled to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Colts in the, not the AFC Championship game, but I guess the playoff game before that, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And yeah. uh, it was not the year that they won the Super Bowl. Um, I think it was in between their four. Okay. But they yeah. started out that season one and four, and they won their final nine games. And in those final nine games, they had five shutouts, um, which, you know, the other, I think the record in the NFL for a full season otherwise is like four by the 2000 Ravens and the Steelers had five in their final nine games. So I'm just thinking that Montez is, you know, going up against the Steelers, the 70 Steelers defense uh, in her, in her shutout efforts here. Cause they had like five hall of famers or something like it was. No, it was, it it was that, it was that entire draft class. It was one draft class that they had like every, like five dudes from one draft were hall of famers. I think yeah, I think they had. Four. That's why like um Donnie, I think it was. Oh, they had two it. guys named Jim, I think, that were both Hall of Famers. Like they had oh, two Jack guys Lambert. on the line, two or Jack, yeah, Jack, not Jim. Um, yeah, Jack Lamb, maybe I don't know. But no. they had like two guys on the line, two linebackers, and like a, a corner. I think were all Hall of Famers. They also had like four other all pro. Like it was crazy. That was that was the guy that just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. He got inducted because the Steelers were one of the first uh, teams to draft from. HBCUs. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So they had like a scout that was black that was like, yo, go get these guys. And because, you know, racism, like nobody was scouting guys from black schools. And like that's how the Steelers like just crushed it that draft. So, yeah. yeah. Terry Bradshaw, I think, was the first in that game, the first ever quarterback or the only quarterback, I think, maybe still to ever have a perfect passer rating as a road quarterback in the playoffs. Like, he Ooh. just he tore up the Colts that game. Anyway, I love go check it out okay. there on YouTube. All three passes that they used to throw in the 70s, so. Yes. Exactly. We're just like, he got wide open. I'm just like, yeah, because they're all bad athletes. Like, that's just what happens. Like, you know, they're a good team, but they're, you know. <laughs> they, they were drinking the whole game. Yeah, they're smoking on the field. All right. Exactly. I got tweets from both of you. I will go third, because I've been talking too much. But Montez, please hit us with your tweet first. 
I'm, you know, I'm just going to stay with the food theme. Uh, this is at Uncooked Quinoa. Ooh, that sounds good, though. I mean, like, the, the, yeah. the name is good. I Not that Quinoa Uncooked sounds good, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so it just says, bullshit, nobody likes the tuna here. And then, it's, then it says, well, I do. I mean, I think this is another okay. no-crust no crust right. response. So how do you want to respond? What is, what is the way we respond? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And people that hate crust. Yeah. Or uh, I'm going to say, how about this? Boy, do a podcast for you. There's no crust on this one. Yeah. 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 Montez, one of these weeks, you're going to hit it. And we're going to celebrate. But until then. You know, if I don't, that's okay. I'm, I'm living my life a quarter uh, tweet at a time. Mm-hmm. Quarter ounce at a time. <laughs> Joe, please again. You're going. You're going down the same well. You're hammering the same well, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. This is, this is my honey pot here, and Joey. Joey can't use it because everybody knows this is my honey pot. I'm replying to a reply from the espresso show, saying that you can win two tickets to Fast Nine, soda and popcorn, whatever. And our buddy here. Nazim Myers at Nazim Myers. I am the biggest fan of the Fast and Furious franchise that I own all the movies on Blu-ray. Espresso New Metro, Espresso Show, hashtag Fast 9. Yes, because uh, Espresso Show is South Africa's feel-good morning show, and they were doing a giveaway, and so they were trying to get people to, you know, enter the contest. But he has, like, a cute picture with his DVDs in front of him. He looks like a good guy. He looks like he, looks like he and he says he's the biggest fan. He owns all the, the movies on Blu-ray. Also, you can tell based on the icon on the front and the titles, these are all the British DVDs because they're Fast and Furious 7, Fast and Furious 8, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. They're the British versions. That's how it works sometimes, man. So what do you want to say to uh, Nazim Myers? We are also giant fans, and we hope that you give us a chance and listen to our podcast. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Because I think that's, like, gentle enough that he would be like, oh, my God, like, this is something that I like. And I think that he might actually listen. Like, this is actually for him. So I found one from last summer. Same. Mine was from last summer. (laughs) it's It's part of a live tweet. This guy, Assignment Understander at 90s Slow Jams, which is a great title. I'm finally watching the Fast and Furious movies, and I feel like I'm witnessing the history of an alternate universe. And he's live-tweeting a bunch of things. Some other my favorites one, Dom and Brian need to fuck already. Oh. Um, (laughs) Okay, Tokyo Drift opening credits use DJ Shadow, Davis, California, represent. But the one that I found him through, it says in asterisks, like, you know, describing what's about to come insufferable Vox writer nerd guy voice Leo and Santos from the Fast and Furious film franchise are truly the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the 20 teens. What? <laughs> okay. Do you know Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, Joe, or no? No, I don't know what that is. So in Hamlet, there are these two kind of background characters. And this okay. guy wrote a, I think, I don't know who, who wrote the play, Tom Stoppard wrote a play called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, where it's from their, it's Hamlet from their perspective. Okay. And so okay. there's always, people use Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, I've even probably mentioned on here, I might have even referred to them as this too, where just like, I want to see a movie from their perspective. Like, they're very tangentially involved, but I want to see them at the heart of the story. And so this yeah, guy- Yeah, you're can, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, why are they always fighting and stuff? Mm-hmm. They just race around and like, one of them's a cop. I get it. 
I'm saying they're truly the unsung heroes of this franchise, and every movie without them is worse for it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. For you. You know, it's it's totally normal to get a response to one of your threaded tweets from 16 months ago in the middle of a, a tweet binge, but, you know. It happens, dude. It's anything not, can it's happen not the worst on thing. Elon Musk's Twitter.com. $8 a month. You, you too can respond for $8 a month. All right. We have one more game to play. It's called Dude... What's my car? Dude, what's my car? What's your car, dude? Now, Montez, okay. you've played this before. This is where we tried. I try to get Joe to guess what a car picture is that somebody has emailed in. Do you want to help me give clues, or do you want to help Joe once again guess what the car is? Ugh, I'm going to give clues this time. Guessing okay. did not work out for me last time. That's the okay. game is very difficult. It is. It is a very difficult game. I was thinking today, I remember when I had tons of car pictures that I would just schedule to have sent to you. Yeah, so I I am forwarding I am forwarding this email to you, Ms. Montez. Okay. Um, this is from Jerry Robinson from last July, just around the same time that my '90s slow jams was watching these movies for the first time. He says the subject line is a car pick under new format. So this is a car that I will tell you, Joe. That's not going to help you at all because you haven't played the games. But there's almost in every Forza game there is a challenge to use this car because it's kind of like it's kind of a meme car. It's just like a very specific, silly, goofy car um, that people like, the Forza games like uh, doing stuff with. Okay, so, uh, okay. So, uh, Jerry says, to that end, it's a small, beautiful machine. It costs around sixteen grand, and it's street legal. It is a British car. It was manufactured in the 60s, and again, for the last 10 years or so, according to, at least as of last year, they were still manufacturing this. In the picture, it is red, which I think, honestly, might be helpful. I don't know if it is or not, but I feel like when I've seen this car, it's red. Montez, do you know this car? Have you seen this car before? I have literally never seen this car before. Have you heard of this car company? No. I don't think I would have either without Forza. So, Joe, I don't know if it's going to help you or not. Oh, no. Okay. Um, English, British car company. Mm -hmm. It's usually red. So you've never heard of it. So it's not like a mini. (sighs) I'm going to say if you can get either the make or the model, it counts as a win. And there's a huge hint that Jerry includes in here that I think would give it away. If you don't, you know, I'm, I'm saving that for now. Okay. Okay. But I think if you heard this hint and you didn't get it, you just won't know the car. But there is one, it's, it's just very... Does it start with an L? No. The the make start nope. with an L? Nope, neither. neither. Okay. It's very funny, because like it's kind of like a joke, like it's not a Reliant Robin, but it's in that sort of family. Um, and so the, the Forza games are like, you know, you can like really soup the shit out of this car, and it's uh, very funny. Is it still a piece of shit, or does like it like you can you can have like a really sleeper like shitty little car? I that, don't like, think is very in fast. I don't think in real life you could soup this up. Maybe no, I mean in Forza. Oh no, you can, yeah yeah no absolutely because that's just you know that's you know the nature of Forza. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I mean, I already kind of gave away the hint. The huge hint for this it has three wheels. It has three wheel. Oh, I can picture it. Cost sixteen grand. It's not the Reliant Robin, but it's in that family. It's sixteen grand. Street legal has three wheels: two in the front, one in the back. Uh, Montez, how would you describe the body of this? I car? know. I can see it. I'm never gonna get the name of it. I know exactly what it is, though. And it's like it's goofy, like a little submarine. I I wouldn't say it's submarine. Ask would yeah, you, Montez? I, no, I would say it's like someone 
chopped off the back half of a pickup truck. Yeah, it looks like the cab oh. of a pickup truck with no bottom or no back. Okay. It's just like the top front of the cab of a pickup truck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep the, going. The, the name of the picture is 1965 underscore car name underscore the world's smallest car from the Lane Motor Museum. So this is, I guess, at one point, maybe still, maybe, I don't know, known as the world's smallest car. Interesting. Okay. If you don't know it, you don't know it. But I will say that the model, and we'll see if you can get the make, the model is the P, as in Peter, P50. No, I have no idea what it is. I, like, I was imagining, there's, like, this, there was, like, this one British car that was, like, very roundy. It kind of had, like, an arrow stream. Maybe it was British, maybe it wasn't. But there was, like, a car that was, like, an it had like an arrow stream kind of like a uh, trailer you would like pull behind you, like very round um, VW uh, bus kind of situation. But it was like really small, and I think it had two wheels and one in the back. And maybe that back wheel turned, like maybe you turned with the back wheel too, like a weird shopping cart or something. That's what I'm imagining in my head right now. Hmm. So Nothing this is like a the... pickup truck though. I just need the picture of it because when oh, Ma- even before Montez said pickup truck, this is exactly what I was thinking. I think it's a spot on description. This is the oh, this Peel, is like a Fisher Price car. Why didn't you say Peel Fisher Price car? P fifty. Well, that have you heard of Peel? No, never. I would have never gotten it. But I mean, it looks like a Fisher Price car to me. I mean, look, Montez is a mom. If she thinks pickup truck instead of Fisher Price, I'm gonna side with her. This is this is precisely a Fisher Price red car with like the yellow shits that like a little kid gets in and pedals. The co- the cozy coupe. Is that what it's called? Uh, crazy coop, cozy coop. It's a coop, something. Does little man have one? He does. Do you have, have one? one? Yeah. He course. does. Of course we do. We drift in it. Okay, we, that's right. We I use thought. it to drift in the driveway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it kind of looks like that. The wheels on this remind me of a wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, that's not. You're not. You're not wrong. The Peel P50 is a three-wheeled micro car originally made from 62 to 65 by the Peel Engineering Company on the Isle of Man. Then from 2011 to the present, it's listed in the 2010 Guinness World Records as the smallest production car ever made. The original model has no reverse gear, but a handle at the rear allows the very lightweight car to be maneuvered physically when required. Like you could just like lift this shit up, just like okay, yeah, just you know. Yeah, you could pick this up and move it wherever you want. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome, though. To be honest, I kind of want one of these, like, not to cruise like my neighborhood, but like to cruise my own driveway. Like, we should get little man one of these with an engine in it. It's yeah. fifty-four inches long, thirty-nine inches wide, unladen weight of a hundred and thirty pounds. Hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. God, I've moved lab equipment heavier than that. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. That weighs nothing. It's like aluminum. The thing is, I would be scared to drive this on the road because I would just get plowed. Well, yeah, there's, there's, I mean? there'd be no safety, I don't think. There's but... absolutely zero safety at all. So, yeah. But thank you, Jerry, for sending that. I like the new for- I mean, the new format is now a year and a half old because you've been listening forever ago. But I Sorry. like the new format. No, no, no. That's not his fault. That's not our fault. That's just, you know, the, yeah. the way the, sh- the, the show shook out. But I will say, obviously, Jerry knows about it because he sent it in. And I would also guarantee you that Alex Ellen knows about it. Because he also plays Forza like me. So, like, there's always, like, the peel just, like, pops up. It's just, like, look at this goofy-ass car. And, like, it's one of those where, like, if you off-road in it at all, like, you have to, like, basically rewind a lot. Because it, it's it's so easy to tip over. Because it's just, like, oh, sure. there's of no course. balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And you can make him go really fast in Forza? 
Oh yeah, like you can like I sent you a link on Twitter. You can take a look at. It. You can just like scrub okay. through it, like of you know mods because it's always like do like one forty in this thing, but like stock it goes like sixty maybe, and so you have to like really kind of soup it up in different ways. And like you know, it's it's fun though. But yeah, no. So I sometimes I know more about cars than Joe. Very hey, rarely. uh, mini spoilers for next week. But it seems like somebody got a response. That and was a like. me, baby. I get six points. Look at that. I like the, yeah, a Simon Understander just says, Amen. And like Amen. Amen is for church. Amen is for text. Hey, if Fast and Furious <laughs> is not church, what is? What is? It's the most, remember we had what Wayne is? Watkins on talking about how Catholic this all is? It really is. It's very Jesus. This is There's our church. There's a lot church. of Jesus around. This is, it pretty much is my church, to be honest. I so. watch it once a week, essentially. and Well, Montez... Maybe within the next three weeks, you will get an A slash amen of your own and get on that board. But until then, thank you so much once again for joining us. Yes, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to where my thoughts on these films continues to go. I like that the, you know, you're, you're so far your rankings are 412, which is very appropriate for Joe. 412? That's the Pittsburgh area code. <laughs> it's my, yeah, it's my phone's area code. If you guys dial enough numbers, you'll eventually get to me. Yeah, you only have to. You would <laughs> only have to dial ten million numbers. You'll eventually get to Joe. That's what I mean. Yeah. Somewhere in those first ten million numbers. Seven exclamation point. There mm-hmm. you go. Seven you'll factorial. Yeah. Or just you know you just think about it's it's not even that hard. It's just you know there's nine 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 options. So that's nine million you know. But Montez. Anything new in the last three weeks? Anything you want to share? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell people about before you come back in three weeks for Fast Five? No. Everybody, make sure you go get your flu shot. Yeah. Good I, call. I did I in September with my booster shot, with my bivalent vaccine. Oh, I got both I, I th- in one arm. I think I missed my works flu shot clinic. God damn it. Montez reminded me. So, yes, I will go to the health facility and get mine manually as opposed to having them come to work thank you for reminding me everybody stay healthy out there since our last episode we also enlisted montez for a bonus episode mike's patron pick of better watch out montez will be on here in december to talk about that as well yes great movie love that movie so much same Big fan. I don't remember anything about it. I remember loving it. Joey put me on it. I was a big fan. I'm excited to watch it again, kind of blind. So Yeah. So come back in December on the Patreon for that. But Montez, once again, thank you so much, and we'll see you in three weeks. Do you want to say goodbye, or do you want to just be rude? Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were waiting for me. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for <laughs> continuing to listen. <laughs> Now I've got to leave that in for all things Too Fast, Too Forever. You go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at TooFastTooForever.shop. Oh, come back next week. We teased it. But we're oh. starting a new trilogy oh. next week. We are starting Pitch Black. Yes, we are. Chronicles of Riddick trilogy. We are starting the first one Chronicles next week. Chronicles of Narnia? Yes, okay. Lion, the Witch, and the Dominic Toretto. Oh, also, like after we do Pitch Black, we will have a bonus episode on the Patreon, our first patron-selected bonus episode. We are going to do Haley's pick, the Channing Tatum movie, Dear John. 
So we are continuing Magic Mike's ever so slowly. I was wondering why we were doing Dear John. I saw it on the schedule and I was like, why are we doing Because Haley John? is paying us to continue Magic Can Mike's. You... <laughs> it works for me, lady. So we will be doing Dear John with a very special aficion- a newfound aficionado, a newfound lover of the Nicholas Sparks rom-drom, rom-com, rom- not rom-com, rom-drom. Uh, someone near and dear to the Patreon, the After Dark Hearts will be on that episode. We also have a very special guest on the Pitch Black episode that's going to be joining us all Riddick long. But yeah, next week, Pitch Black, guess. and then after that... Take a guess and take a guess. Take a guess, take a guess. I mean, the one is easier to get. The other one is a fan favorite. Not not fan favorite, but a fan favorite. Just come back next week. You'll know about it. Or yeah. join the Patreon. Come back even sooner. True. Very true. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Montez who took forever to say thank you and goodbye and whatever she said. And we'll tell you all about it.